0: Hello, listeners. Welcome to the Fail Spectacularly podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Kerkowski, and I'm delighted to share with you today an incredible woman who has graciously agreed to be my first guest. I'm so excited. In this conversation, we explore the words fail, failing, and failure. We talked about what it meant to each of us and how the meaning has shifted along our individual journeys and just as with all things in our lives being interconnected, our conversation reflects that as it weaves in and out of the different areas of our lives Um, and allows us to witness how failing or the perception of failing has shown up for each of us. So I am excited to bring you this conversation and Cherie's wisdom and throughout she offers some ways we can learn. Um, to lean into our experiences. So without further ado, here we go. All right, so welcome listeners. I am so excited to welcome Cherie Asdot for my first guest on the Fail Spectacularly podcast. Um, I first met Cherie, I had to to think back way back to 2019. It feels like longer before, Um, but in 2019 I met Cherie through Taylor Eastman, with the divine feminine, divine masculine healing uh, energy session that I did. And that was my first introduction on got off the table. I was like, oh, my gosh, that was so powerful. So 2020 came around in June. Cherie was offering a womb healing meditation series class. And my fingers went right to yes, please sign me up. And the rest is history, because that, again, was such a powerful series of classes. Um, and getting to know Cherie more since then has just been so incredible and fulfilling in my life and I'm excited to bring her wisdom to you today so um, I'd like to start with sharing a little bit about where I'm from right now so I'm going to share my who are you haiku and this is just kind of this sums up my week I don't know how your week has been um, but mine has been really roller coastery. <laughs> uh, so here is the place that I'm standing in at this moment. Perception scurries, spastic squirrel gathering, wisdom germinates. Mm. And I'd like to welcome Cherie and invite you, hello Cherie, to share your
1: who are you haiku who are you
0: at this time
1: thank you i am deeply honored to be here and so excited to be your first guest um i will tell you that my first feeling spectacularly moment came when you asked me to write a haiku (laughs) 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 and my uncle digby who was very proficient in writing haikus i sat with him and i asked for some support and this literally just flowed out of me not quite traditional as we discussed but a wide open vessel, as I navigate new waters, my heart as my guide. Mm -hmm. And as that flowed out, it really spoke to what you when you had asked me about failing, it really spoke to how I feel about that word now, that I don't engage with that word anymore. So it was very interesting how that all flowed out and how perfect that was. So thank you for giving me that very uncomfortable task. That turned (laughs) beautiful.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is so awesome! Um, I just love that a wide open vessel. I can, I can feel the energy there. Thank you. Um, So. Awesome. So I want to jump right in back to the conversation that we started before I hit record. (laughs) We were talking about how uh, excited you were to be here. And I was saying how nervous I was (laughs) to be here. Um, I am thrilled and excited, but also nervous, nervous that I'm, you know, um, we were talking about the difference. I was about, or I was starting to to say how it would feel easier if people were here, because I can't see people's perspective or people's um, reactions as I'm talking. And I'm so used to it with my, you know, decades of teaching. I'm so used to having people right there and like feeding off of the audience, and I get these like, you know face contorted I'm not quite sure what you're saying then it's like okay there's the cue I need to explain that piece a little bit more (laughs) or like the face of like yeah yeah (laughs) it's like okay good good let's keep rolling with this you know clearly they're interested and it works for like anywhere from toddlers on through seniors (laughs) right (laughs) You know and my background is teaching science and so it's like okay I need to explain more about that or yes this is interesting we're hitting a nerve of like of of Yesness of of interest. Um. But anyway, so I am thrilled to have this conversation with you. And I'll just say that I hope that it lands. I I trust, I'm going to trust that it lands with whoever tunes into this podcast, Um, whether it's two people or 20 people. (laughs) Um, I will trust it always
1: does. You know, your medicine uh, always reaches, that's my experience and my journey of failing spectacularly, is that your medicine always reaches who it's meant to. I really believe that now. And like you said, whether it's one person or 10 or 50 people or hundred people, it's always perfect. So I, I have no doubts. That's why, you know, even leading up to today, the old me and I'll, I will mark it markedly at that womb journey that I took, you know, so prior to that, I would have been preparing for this. I would have had miles of post-it notes all over my desk. What am I going to say? I have to have something so I can sound smart. I didn't prepare for this at all. Other than I got dressed, not that anyone's going to see me, but <laughs> you know, that's really all I did was I had my day and said, okay, I'm going to have my lunch. And now I'm going to have a great conversation. And that has, that leads me to why I don't feel like I fail anymore because I've reframed that word in my life. Mm. So there isn't failing if I, if I don't feel like I have to overly prepare for something, I know that what's going to be there in the moment is exactly what's needed. And what might be needed is the person who's out there who hears you say, "I was, I'm doing this, but I was so scared to get on the call today, or I was, I, I don't have that feedback, you know." And that's what people need to hear now. I, I find that my clients that are working with me now, the ones that are really resonating with me are the ones that are like, "I love that you're just so normal and truthful, and like you, you tell me that you still have anxiety and fear, and that makes me feel so much better, you know." And I think that showing up authentically is probably the most challenging piece of our lives because we have a world that's trying to make us into something that we're not. So that was what I was thinking about when you were talking about failing is I think that failing is living your life according to someone else's standards of what that's supposed to look like. I feel like that's the only way I could fail.
0: Yes, and it's so interesting um, because that is exactly what I came up upon when I was when I was preparing (laughs) for this or more um, leaning into, just leaning into like, what is coming up for me right now? And for me, I'm a journaler. And so I took out my journal and just, you know, titled it, leaning into fail, fail, failing failure. Cause I feel like each of those words do carry their own, you know, subconnotation about what they mean, like to fail the verb versus failure, that noun or that adjective rather to be a failure is oh, I feel like that to me, I, I feel that deeper in my heart space to say that I so failed heavy. versus I'm a failure. Um, oh,
1: it's so, so heavy. Yeah. That's- yeah.
0: And and so I think it's interesting. And so I had come upon that too, that concept of like, who was I then? And I was that person failure meant to me, um, not meeting that other person's expectations. Mm-hmm. And so, As I've progressed, because it is, it's life is a journey, and we're all learning, and we're all experiencing um, opportunities to grow, and and in different areas of our life. And for me, I think I've been playing with failure much longer than I ever knew. I'm just, you know, exploring it deeply this year.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Um, But what was so interesting is that as I kept writing, I was like, all right, well, what is failure to me now? And it Came up as like as I went through, have gone through my kind of, I'll call it the, my awakening journey, um, and really delving deeper into my authenticity. It became failure became a component of instead of just whose expectations outside of myself, my own expectations, mm-hmm. and so then failure came closer to home. Of I'm failing. I feel like I'm failing when I'm not living up to finding my sole purpose and my own expectations. I was like, whoa, that's like, that's like even harder. Like, it's beautiful for me because I see that along my journey of transformation, of going from the outside of other people's expectations to the inside of like my own expectations. Mm -hmm. But wow, does that like sit really heavy more so and so now i see myself teetering you know balancing like here i'm like okay i hope i live up to my listeners expectations <laughs> right. but like to my own like i hope i give my best self um yeah. while i'm doing this so
1: well i think prior to you were living up to somebody else's ideals and you were hoping you reach that potential to reach your own potential sometimes does feel heavier you know when you always will, you know, that's kind of what I feel like, like the whole soul purpose thing. I actually was, you know, I've started a million blogs that have never made it to any place, but one of the things I was kind of starting a blog about was like, stop looking for your life purpose. You are your life purpose. Mm. And it's not a destination that, okay, I'm here. I'm living my life purpose because my life purpose is fluid in every moment of every day. So for something, it might be, you know, my life purpose in this moment might be being a good listener where an hour from now, my life purpose might be, you know, saying the well-purposed, you know, well-purposed sentence, that's going to be something that's going to help somebody to heal or to do, do an action step or be a, you know, a supporter to somebody. So I just think that that, it all comes down to the conditioning really, you know, and Same with the womb journey. Prior to the womb journey, I was, I came out of my mother, a perfect soul. And then I had all these imperfect humans around who were like, let me show you how to be a human. And I started getting further and further away from my unique flow and what was right and true for my particular soul's energy journey, vibration, frequency, however angle you want to look at it. And I moved along in my life and I started just getting further away from that and then packing all, all these things of what I'm supposed to be. And then it it didn't come to, you know, I didn't have children. So I went through periods of, oh, I'm I'm a failure because I'm supposed to get married and have children. I have to give my parents grandchildren. My parents are fine. I mean, of course, they would have loved to have grandchildren, but they fully respect my decision. So the judgment about not having children was mine. Nobody was really judging me for that. I know a lot of women are ashamed for that, but I wasn't. I didn't go to college, so there was another piece of that, that people are going to think I'm dumb, I'm not smart, but that never actually happened, nobody ever did that to me or made me feel that way, I made myself feel that way because I went into a situation thinking I'm not educated, but then I got unhealthy cells in my cervix in 2014, and that led me down a journey of healing where I opened to the womb work, which was all about getting into my body, and I realized that the reason I felt like I was failing was because I wasn't present in my body. I was in my mind all the time trying to intellectualize what I, how I'm supposed to be a human and how that looks to be successful. It was tied to productivity, to being a good girl, to all of these things that weren't mine. And as I started dismantling all those old beliefs and all those old fears and all those insecurities, I realized that I never failed at anything. Every experience that I had produced a result that I decided was either something I wanted to be or something I didn't want to be, something I wanted to bring in or something I didn't want to bring into my life. So everything to me, I've changed the word failure or failing to awareness because everything I do is just an experience that produces a result that I have a new awareness around. And so I know more than I did yesterday from having that, what if somebody would perceive it as a failed experience, but now I know how not to do something and I'll take a different angle or a different Avenue. So for me, it all came down to my perceptions of how I was supposed to be a good human in the world, the good daughter, the good wife, the good girlfriend, and then not living up to those things that were somebody else's idea of who I should be. Mm. So I think I feel like it's just you, for my experience, I turned 50 this year and it's coming back into, I have my own unique flow and all I have to do is trust that. And everything that's meant for me shows up. Literally everything that's meant for me shows up. And this past year has been super challenging. And how does that look for somebody who does what I do and how I just rolled with that was supported by all the healing I did during the womb healing I did in a few years previous. And I was really in a place like now, I'm in a place where I don't really book out. Like I don't, I'm not booked out months and months because I literally just feel like my weeks are going to be filled with who's already going to be meant to be there. So like on Sunday, I might only have a couple of clients booked, but my Monday I'll have somebody every day but because I'm not worried about filling that space and being productive or having the something there in case so I make the money. If you call me in crisis and you need something two days from now, I'll have room for you. And it's helping me to govern my own energy so that I have strength to do all of that energy, energy and strength to do that. So it's now I feel like the allowance of all the awareness that I had around that, I don't feel I can fail at anything. And that's a really free feeling like that heaviness we were talking about I don't feel that anymore
0: mm, that is like it's that is so awesome and there's so many things in there that I think we could spend hours unpacking
1: yes. well maybe <laughs> but, you'll have me on again yes
0: <laughs> <laughs> episode three episode four we're, welcome mm. back Cherie um easily this could be like our shared podcast <laughs> Um, but one of the things that I want to go back to that I think would strike a chord it definitely strikes a chord with me and with with other people listening is how you brought up you know how I'm supposed to be a good human Mm. I feel like that right there for what where whatever anyone's um, upbringing cultural background heritage uh, wherever they're living across the world like isn't that the truth we all just want to be a good human mm-hmm. that can that takes on many constructs um, and it, myriad endless myriad forms of what that could potentially look like depending upon where in the world we grow up um right. what culture we're in what's what's the environment around us what's going on in our community so it, mm-hmm. it can look so many different ways but at the underlying peace I feel like everyone is just in their heart trying to be the best and then there's that not not the best but like the best they can um, Mm -hmm. to be that good human but then that gets defined in ways that take us wayward yeah and does it somebody else's idea of that yes there's that that external it's like how do i be a good human according to my family that first unit my my caregivers um how, my my siblings you know right plays a role dependent i'm one of five <laughs> It might play a role depending on where where you are. I fall in line at the fourth, the five. And so I was
1: trying trying to keep up
0: and catch up.
1: (laughs) And as an only child, I didn't, like I had a whole separate thing is I didn't have the influence of that peer kind of age. So Mm. all of my experience was either at school or coming from like an authority figure of mom, dad, grandparents, teachers, you know, I was raised Catholic, so the church, the whole thing. Yeah, and so
0: interesting because thinking about that now, I wonder too if siblings can also play almost like you know an information role or a buffer of like, well, at least my brother is gonna you know yeah. be, be good at X Y Z if I'm not, or or, yeah. or I'm four, so I didn't have to be the first one to you know mess anything up, right?
1: Or you're you're out of five. Or like, There's four other people who could give your parents grandchildren. Right, right. I didn't have that buffer either.
0: Right. So it's so interesting that that one component of our lives, you know, can play out in in different ways.
1: And Um, I'll go a little deeper with that. I don't have siblings, so I can't really speak to it. But I imagine in a family, like I do actually have clients where I, I work with multiple family members and how they all see certain instances in the family from a very different way. So you could all talk about the same event that had the same vacation you all went on as a kid. And you were like, oh my God, that was worst vacation. Your sister might be, that was the best vacation. So on top of you being conditioned by your parents, your culture, your church, your whatever, your siblings have all been conditioned too. So your sister might have got a much different heard a much different thing about what it meant to be a good girl in the family or in in society and then you got that oh I gotta live up to her she's being better than me and I don't have you know so I think I feel like the competition of how you've all been conditioned differently might even play a part in having that many people in your family yeah I think it leads to questioning
0: too Mm because I'm like oh well she's not feeling the way I'm feeling and often in my life that always came down to well if 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 i'm not feeling the way she's feeling and that looks you know the the grass is greener (laughs) over there what's wrong with me yeah and internalizing that failure of Mm. like oh i'm not you know you know high school or school school in general talk Mm. about conditioning and um you know being in in social environments and all of that around your peers that can be it, it it's a wonderful thing but it also can be a very challenging thing um, and I was that nerdy, shy kid, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so for me, it was, it was harder, um, and caused a lot of internal judgment, and it, it took me Absolutely. A, a lot of years, just in the last couple of years doing the healing, I've really, um, you know, learned to love myself through all of that experience mm-hmm. and internalizing the comparison. Um, yeah. And and I, I see what's going on in schools these days and, and my heart just goes out for my nieces and my growing nephews and <sighs> and I just I want to give them great big mm-hmm. auntie hugs. And yeah, I don't know <laughs> if I would survive like, now. <laughs>
1: Yeah, like and thinking about how sensitive I was and how insecure I was and how I compared myself to other girls who were my age without social media?
0: Right. I can't.
1: I honestly don't know. I'm not even like tongue in cheek joking about I don't know if I would survive high school because I was so overly dramatic at that age anyway and to think of what it would be like to see all the things you're fearful about playing out on Facebook or TikTok or whatever and all this insecurity. So, I I do feel for young kids today, you know, and I think that that's it. It's it's just such a shame that that seems to be so prevalent. That's not something that really anybody escapes this comparison to other people and then feeling like you're less than. That inner dialogue is more filled with failure than any outer dialogue I ever had.
0: Mm. Oh, I 100%, 100% agree with you. And and even though it's coming from those, outward that outward environment you know your school your family your church your community I was in girl scouts which was a a very very positive experience for me um but I'm sure along the lines um that's probably one of the areas I can't quickly come up with something that was negative because that was a space for me that did feel very um holding and and yeah. and I feel like I could be authentic like I was with my other nerdy Me Girl too. Scout friends in, in high school and <laughs> like how many yeah. high schoolers are in Girl Scouts and right. you know and in the late 90s I was like you know what I just I, I it feels the best this is where I feel um myself so I gotta stick with it um but I I just lost
1: my train of thought, but that's okay. Well, I was um, in Girl Scouts too. I remember <laughs> it feeling like a very, you know, I think because there's such a common commonality there that there was such a supportive in Brownies and Girl Scouts a supportive container for that. Where when I went to school, it was all about competition. And I, re- I like I remember back in grade school, most kids probably do. It's like they would literally pick just pick a kid to be like terrible too on the playground at recess. Mm. No, for no reason, just so it's that kid's turn. And I remember the day it was my turn and being like, they just picked me. Like, so I have to have a terrible recess now because this chick (laughs) wants to give me a hard time, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think that we're all so conditioned and the the pain of that is what plays out in all of these relationships. So I think what I've learned now is when I do see people who are judgmental or, or, you know, cutting people down I have more compassion for that now. I don't um, negate the behavior, I don't excuse the behavior, but I have compassion for the behavior because as I helped women to um, come into that place of getting back in their body and recognizing their worth and healing through the womb space, I never would allow male bashing in those classes. I would never, uh, because if I, I say men were given anger and humor. Women were given the whole gray, gray area in between and we were crazy and they were just aggressive. Like they were conditioned just as badly as we were. So I want to hold space, you know, for, for all humans to find the potential that's within them to be whatever the unique flow that they're meant to share. Not mm-hmm. just, you know, not with any of no rules. You, you came here to be who you're going to be. And I feel like that's kind of where we're moving into you know, astrologically, we're into the age of Aquarius, which is a much more feminine model of a way of being, which is much more fluid and receptive and intuitive versus the, um, that, that focused masculine, or even the patriarchal energy that's kind of dying out now. But we're in that place where I think we're having an opportunity to be more fluid with what does work look like, you know, which is the pandemic has showed us that that can look very different. So I think, People are redefining that and hopefully finding more space to not think that they're failing by tr- forging a new road for themselves. And I think people are feeling more comfortable with that.
0: Mm, yeah. And I think it's so important that we do recognize that, you know, even though there's so much wonderful talk about, you know, feminine rising and, um, you know, getting back to a feminine mindset, like it is it's going to be vital for us to hold the space for the masculine. Right. Because the wounding's on both sides. Like right. To- and we, both,
1: we all have masculine and feminine within us. So right. I think that's another piece that people don't understand. Oh, well, now women just get to be rise. No, like it's about balance.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. So- and holding yeah. both sides in, in equal balance and in health.
1: Yeah. And letting men know that it's okay to address and honor. Their fluid feminine aspects. You know, I have a new male client. I've been working with a few men, and I have a new male client recently who had like a instant awakening. All some things happen in his life, and he just had this instant awakening, and all these things are coming at him so fast, and he's like, "I just, you know, this is crazy. Like, how is this all happening?" And I said, "Because you dropped the veils of what you what you thought it was supposed to look like to be a man in this world, because you never ever could honor your emotions." Women always tried to honor our emotions, but it was too much for men who were denying emotions. So we could never meet on common ground. So we looked crazy to them and they looked cold and unfeeling to us, you know, and now we're coming to a place where I let my inner masculine hold and strengthen and comfort and protect my inner feminine. But I let my inner feminine nurture and love and hold and give my sacred masculine Mm -hmm. a place to, to just rest and be renewed. You know, so I can have both of those aspects of myself nurtured and cared for. So when the event shows up in my life, that requires me to lean in more with a masculine vibration, that's going to be strong enough to do that. And when I need some more receptive fluid feminine, I'm going to have more strength and more support in that. If I honor those balances within myself. Mm.
0: Oh, that's just so beautiful. (laughs) And and I think I see that, you know everywhere like it's it's necessary in the way that we live in the way that we work in the way that we play in the way that we schedule in the way that we are present with the children in our lives in the way that we tend to the earth Mm -hmm. and make political decisions and like it i'm with myself like i'm working to find that feminine masculine balance because it is that balance that's going to heal, that's going to heal, like finding that space that I I believe is going to lead to healing ourselves our and our community. And, and when I say community, I, you, I know you know what I mean with, you know, including the nature community yeah, in that, the world, the, you know, everything, the plants, yeah. the trees, the animals, the water, the, you know. Well, isn't she our first
1: teacher? I mean, if you look yeah. to nature, that's what the womb work is all about. It's looking to nature to show mm. us how to be balanced human because the natural world is always striving for balance. There's, there's right. a balance in the natural world from every level. If you go all the way down to the microcosmic level, it's all about balance. And we are members of this human planetary family So it would lead you to believe we should have that balance as well, right? Mm. Like we don't see squirrels out there freaking out, panicking. Where am I going to get my nuts? Like they just (laughs) go about doing their thing and they get their nuts and they bury their nuts and they have their life. Like we, we are the ones who've been conditioned to believe there's not enough. We have to have these levels of, well, if I give to him, then I'm not going to have enough. You know, so Mm. I, I think it's coming back to that one human family you know, is really the only way. And the only way to do that is, you know, it, I, I keep going back to that. I can't think of the name of the song, but it was in Catholic school that we used to sing. And it was something about peace starting with me peace is peace starts with me or something. And like, I really feel like I understand that on such a level deeper than I ever have before, because just imagine mm. if right this moment, everybody on the planet stopped projecting all of their fears and securities outward and policing mm for their opinions and their beliefs and started focusing inward on how to make themselves feel more loving and more loved and accepting themselves for exactly who they are. Like we would have world peace in an instant because there'd be no, there'd be no space for conflict because conflict comes mm. as when you look outside of yourself and you are have an expectation of something out there and it's not met. But you shouldn't have any expectations ever. Nobody promised us anything.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's so true. And I think too, though, the interesting thing is we talk about like, oh, well, we've got to find the balance, the masculine feminine balance. But then my default the last year is I keep going back to like, well, what does nature show us? And if we look to nature, my first question would be, okay, nature, show me where you fail. And they're just going to laugh in my face, like fail does not as far as I believe nature would respond Fail doesn't exist. Like what, what do you mean? Where do I fail? Like fail failure is failure is not an option. Yeah. <laughs> and nature, like, like it just doesn't happen. But then the other thing, like we're saying, oh, we've got to find that balance, but nature doesn't necessarily show us balance either because things are always in movement. Things right. are always changing, shifting, growing, dying. So maybe um, the word that I would use is harmony yeah harmony or alignment alignment yeah because like finding that balance is it's not like okay prescription human like we're gonna here's your prescription you're gonna get masculine feminine to balance point and then boom everything's gonna be perfect like that ain't the way the world works Mm -hmm. (laughs) nature nature so i mean look at you know the planets and how our our planet was formed and the, and how the moon was formed it was collision and right. you know and things happen because of change and constant movement and mm-hmm. so i think that that's also um i forget that often often i'm right. like in my healing mind and this morning i was you know I'm trying to send some energy through my body for you know just cellular healing and thinking like oh you know coming into balance and and all of that but really it's you know, there's no point to get to because once you get to that point, it's going to shift and mm-hmm. there's going to be the same concept that um, I forget who it was, but it talks about like goals, like the problem with setting a goal is mm-hmm. it's always on the furthest horizon. Like once right. you set a goal, like, oh, once I get to this point, well, once you get to that point, there's going to be another goal you want to get to. And it's like right. this inescapable chase towards mm-hmm that you know that goal that you never reach so I right. I almost feel like balance like is balance that inescapable chase because yeah we're never gonna be 100 100- we're never gonna be in balance and stay in balance but if we find that ebb and flow that harmony of the ebb and flow that nature
1: shows us and honoring duality Yeah, I think, you know, we get in this and especially like when I talked about being conditioned, when you come out of your mother as a human, then I, you know, I found the spiritual community and I was a new fresh baby in the spiritual community. So I meet all these shiny, amazing people. And I'm like, Oh yeah, I like her. I want to be like her. I want to be like her. So then I allowed myself to get conditioned in the spiritual community. Mm. So when I got into the healing, you know, when I had the, the little health challenges I was having. I had to really dismantle all my conditioning in that regard as well, and come back to recognizing duality, recognizing that strive for um, harmony within me. And what what I look at it now is almost like a cross. So I will have a healthy, balanced, feminine and masculine, say left to right, and then being rooted to the earth, present and grounded on the earth, but also open, to the higher realms of, of energy that can work through me. So I'm that hollow bone of creation between heaven and earth doing my best to stay balanced between my masculine and feminine. And what I recognized pulled me out of all of that and really re anchored in that failure option was being in my mind all the time. We were never meant to be in our minds all the time. So when you speak about setting goals to me, that's mental, for me, I set feelings versus I, mm. like things that I want to create. How do I want to feel? Because if I feel present, aligned, in harmony, peaceful, the goal or the thing I want to create is naturally going to flow because where, when that doesn't flow, it's because I was in my mind creating blocks of resistance that may or may not be true for me. Because my mind lies to me all the time. (laughs) So I felt like the, the womb work really got me present in my body. So I could see where I was out of harmony, where I was, where I was congested, where I was fearful, bring some balance to that place, bring some breath to that place, stay in my body, sit with those uncomfortable feelings. And then I think that's probably the biggest component that helps me say, I don't think about failure anymore. Like, I I really don't think about failing anything. Like I just say, oh, give it a try. We'll see what happens, you know? Mm -hmm. And if it works, it works. It was meant to work. But I feel like whatever's meant for me, and I feel like this for everybody, I can only speak to my own journey, but whatever's meant for us will find us. You can either let it find you in a beautiful organic way, or you can stay up in your mind and try to figure it out and take the long road to what's (laughs) meant to find you. I'm just tired of taking the long road. I, I, I spent too much time on that road and I'm just showing up here. And yeah, some days I'm scared. Some days I have anxiety. Some days I'm terrified, but I just sit with that. And I love myself through that where before those responses in my body, wait, something's wrong with you. You shouldn't be afraid right now. Mm. Why not? I you mean, your bo- my body's natural response, I wanna honor that instead of saying I shouldn't. Or like anger, think about how my- we've labeled anger as bad. Anger doesn't have to be bad, it's how you wield it that will create something bad. So if you have anger, you honor, what, what is the actual feeling behind the anger? And if I follow my anger all the way down, it probably would come to fear of something. And if I can then address that, and if I need to punch a pillow or get out there and stomp my feet on the earth and get my anger out that way, then I've, got, I've moved some energy and I have some clarity around what I was fearful about, which was really what the anger was about. So I think it was really, failure didn't become a thing for me until I started to understand my emotional responses. And when I don't respond emotionally to everything that comes across my plate, I'm well. <laughs> you know I think that we weren't supposed to be in fight or flight all the time that was when we had to worry about like tigers and things attacking us in the moment so we can probably slip back from that a little bit <laughs> <laughs> for most people I hope yes <laughs> yeah, yes I'm sure someplace in the world that is the thing so don't turn right. really your fight or flight off if you live in you know tiger territory <laughs> right <laughs> yeah no I think
0: that it's so true all that you just said I love it and um, I like that the quadrant, um, you know, breaking that up into the cross, because then to me, I have this visual of like, well, anywhere I fall instead of that one line of masculine feminine and like, okay, balance point is the center. Like, I got to stay there. I got to work there. I got to be mm-hmm. there. I got to live there. Like, then it's mm-hmm. like, bah! <laughs> but like adding in that vertical um, so that you then all of a sudden it opens up and then you can draw a circle around the whole thing. And anywhere you land, you know, that awareness of like, well, maybe I'm, you know, in this other, this, we'll just say lower right quadrant of like you're masculine, um, but very earth grounded, like, so lean into that. Or maybe another Mm -hmm. time I'm up here in the upper right and I'm, you know, or no, I'm saying that backward, um, I know what you mean. (laughs) Left feminine. Yeah. Left feminine. So like feminine grounded, lower, lower left, um and then maybe in your upper right and you're feeling more, you know, spirit connected and, and, um, and in your masculine side and, and taking the judgment out of where you are and just having Mm. awareness. And I love how you say that. Like once I, I forgot your words, but like once I started just being open and and I I wrote down, stay curious with an exclamation point, because like that, I I was going to ask you, I'm like, okay, you know, what am I my next questions was going to be like great Cherie. well how do we do that how, you know what, what what advice would you like to offer our listeners um and i think that's it like that staying being aware and staying curious yeah and um lisa Esther book a woman that i i follow in the Soulflower sanctuary who um is just a, a wonderful woman who works with plant spirit and something that she said last year um during one of our journeys was make nothing wrong and that has mm. stuck with me and that week I was like that was like my mantra <laughs> and it That's took a good one it took time though to seep into my soul into my heart and to really like take root for the week um, as I was roller coastering through all these emotions but just I, I forget and, and I'm human <laughs> mm-hmm. and humans humans forget and we fall out of awareness, and we forget to be curious, but any time that you can open up a little bit to that awareness, any moment, Mm. or any bit of, you know, any flash of curiosity, like, that's a win, Mm -hmm. that's a growth point right there, yeah, and I think, I, I just think that that is so important, and how you talk about, like, there's still, fear there's still sadness there's still the whole spectrum of feelings but to honor all of that Mm. so it's all great to be like yes let's find that balance of feminine and masculine and save the planet and everything will be rainbows and unicorns well (laughs) like the healing journey for the your entire life and lifetimes I'm learning (laughs) and it's I'm still learning and embodying is to as I hear many people say, feel all the feels yeah. and make it all o- not okay. As in like, it's okay to be afraid, but in a like, but yes, it's okay. Accept it's okay. It. Yeah. It's like, it's okay to feel that. Yeah. It's okay. Like it's, it's okay in the, in the way that it's important to honor mm-hmm. if you're feeling afraid, like, yeah, maybe do something that makes you feel courageous, but also maybe you need to just take a minute and feel afraid. And I think you were saying this too, like what's below that? Like Mm -hmm. what's, what's below the fear? Like what's the wisdom that the sadness can offer? Yeah. And so what's the wisdom? If we take this back to failing, like failing brings up all kinds of stuff. I know I, I have anxiety of Feelings to come, you know, is is what I'm (laughs) right. Like like I'm about to offer this workshop. What if no one signs up? Or I'm about to even just post on Facebook. My goodness. I can speak to that. What if no (laughs) one like you know? What if I don't get a response or I get a a, almost worse a negative response? Um, So feelings to come.
1: So I have a total perfect story for that. So my life work has really led me to working with goddess energy. So I taught a class called goddess blessing for many years. People love it. They want it back. I'm not quite ready to do it. It's a little too intimate and hands touchy right now in COVID, but it will come back. When I got the inspiration for that class, I was driving, listening to a piece of music that always kind of makes me feel better. And I had this vision of how this class was going to be in the goddess. I was going to have people in a circle. I was going to be channeling the goddess energy, doing hands-on healing and giving the messages. That scared the hell out of me because I first was like giving them messages. That means I'm going to have to open up to let you speak through me, but I was like, nope. It was so in the moment, the purest channeling of an inspiration I had ever had about a class. I was on my way to the center I worked at and told the woman, I said, this is the class I just came up with. Within 15 minutes, we had the name, the description, and we put it on the calendar and nobody signed up. And I put it on the calendar again and nobody signed up. I put on the calendar five times, not one registration not even the people that love me and just take my classes cause they love me. Cause there's a lot of you wonderful people out there. So I was like, how is this possible? Like this is the first time I felt like I was given an, an inspired intentional thing to put out there. So I sat with it. What I realized was this is what is possible for you. If you create this relationship with the goddess first then mm-hmm. you can bring it out to the public. So that was the beginning of my journey of healing my body and getting in my body and getting present. And then once I created the relationship with the goddess energy, understood what archetypal goddess energies meant and how to incorporate those lessons and blessings in my life. The class was full every month. I used used to have to put two or three of them on a month because it was sold out because I'd only took eight people each time. So it was, I was like, Oh, it was given to me by spirit. If you can see, I have air quotes for the podcast spirit. Now who's spirit? That was the highest vibrational aspect of me saying, I have access to all of this goddess archetype energy. And when you create a relationship with me, the highest aspect of myself, then we'll be in flow. So coming back to that balance of masculine feminine, I feel like the, the, the closest we can stay to that balance presents an opportunity for us to feel all the feelings. Because if we're too feminine or in two in the masculine, we, we bypass the feelings and feelings are simply energy and energy's only job is to move. So if you look at your feelings as energy in motion and you know, your emotions as energy in motion, then it's a little bit easier to say, okay, here's sadness. I'm going to feel it, allow it. I don't even need to understand it. I think that's the thing is if we have anger or sadness or emotions we've labeled as bad or hard or whatever, We tend to want to figure out why, and maybe someday you're not going to know why you're just going to be sad. And that's your body's asking for you to just get quiet and just listen for a minute and give yourself the loving nurture you would give to. You know, if you have small children who came to you and they were just, you know, they get cranky about who even knows what they're mad because their bandaid isn't blue, you know, and they, but (laughs) you have to honor that that's a very real sad thing Mm -hmm. for this child and you would hold them and nurture them and comfort them. So when these feelings come up in you, can you hold and nurture and comfort that inner child part of you that's asking to be held? So Mm -hmm. I think it's, it really is just, that's where you find the, the space to feel all those feelings is in that seeking some sort of alignment and balance and getting behind the thought or the conditioned thought, I guess I would say. Oh, I love that.
0: I love that. And (laughs) I can so relate to that. Like, um, I think it was last year, uh, and uh, yeah, last, the beginning of last year, um, a program came to me and I, and I was new, new with my, my spiritual quest and awareness and, um, and stepping into my authenticity and i had a a similar experience where like download of this like great program and then boom the world shut down and i was like oh failure (laughs) i was just about to step out i had not been teaching and i was like geared myself to like step back into work after being out of work um you know, I've been healing from, from the concussion. And so I, you know, was like ready. And I was like, Oh, fail. And, <laughs> and, and like looking at it, like, well, did I misread? Did I misread spirit. And so I, yeah, I totally resonate with that. Mm-hmm. Like um, and I love how you say, it. it's like, I have access to all of this highest version of myself and we can come back to that when the time is right. Yeah. And so I love how that, lesson you know i love how that you took that experience and was able to look at the learnings of that experience and i think that's so important to to look at you know where are the things where we perceive that we may have failed where our experiences that we could potentially label that word. Um mm-hmm. the F word. <laughs> that, you know, he shall not be named. <laughs> right. Um and what can we what can we learn? I feel like yeah. that's such an important
1: thing. Well, um, I go back, I mean, for a child-free woman, it's odd to go back to this analogy, but I always go back to the analogy of a woman who's pregnant with child. So when a woman is birth, you know have a child in the belly she doesn't get up and decide today's the day i make the legs and the arms like no the baby is going to be created in in its own time and it's going to birth in its own time her only job during that creation process and the birthing process is keeping her vessel a clear channel so she keeps herself calm hydrated nourished peaceful you know taken care of and then You can't decide, well, I'm going to, it's March 15th. I'm going to have this baby at seven. No, (laughs) the baby's going to come when the baby's going to come. So everything that we are birthing into this world, whether it's a new program, an emotion, a Mm. feeling, whatever it is, it comes in its own time. It can't be rushed. It can't be forced. And it has to have that time in the dark, like the baby in the womb or the seed in the soil or the butterfly in the cocoon. Mm. All of those things have to happen. For creation to happen yes 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 yeah so so true that trust yeah just come back to yourself and there's no failing
0: yeah it's that trust and it's that trusting and and honoring what is there yeah and and that's how we and be the witness
1: you know like you said about be curious be your be the witness to how you're responding to things because those are the clues when you said how do we do this step back and witness how you respond to things in your life, because those are the clues of where you might want to tweak that if you aren't experiencing the flow that you think you should or that you know you could, you know, recognize like, oh, every time I do, oh, that's my dad talking or my old first grade teacher talking or the priest or the, that movie I watched when I was a kid, you're, you're following someone else's ideals of what should be. But if you can wit step back and say, oh, isn't that interesting that I'm creating a story around that. And then you can choose a new story because you have an outside perspective of the story you're creating versus being in it and emotionally responding to this little lie of a story you just created about something. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And that witness piece,
0: it all takes time. And so I think having that compassion for yourself, which took me a long time to, to get to the realization that I even needed to, because I'm like, you know, I wanted it done yesterday. Like, okay, I've, I've bought all the books. I've been to therapy. I've been to healing. I've been to this, I've been to that. And Mm -hmm. like, where's my healing? Right. (laughs) And, um, but, um, it's taken me time to first realize, and now I'm continually working on compassion for the self along this journey, because it, it takes time, and one of my favorite songs that I keep going back to is Trevor Hall's "You Can't Rush Your Healing." Wow. One of my, I played it at God is <sighs> working all the time. <laughs> yes, and, it, and if you have not heard it, for any listeners. Um, if I can figure out how I will do a link in the show notes, um, but you can Google it, Trevor Hall, you can't rush your healing. Um, and it is speaks to all of that. Like it, that dark time is, is important and it's valuable. Like failing is valuable. If we look at what we can learn, if we look at like, okay, well, maybe the timing wasn't in alignment. Well, why not? You know, well, maybe it wasn't this. Well, why not? And maybe we don't find answers yeah. for everything. There are yeah. some things we just need to le- let go and let be. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the opportunity to look at some of the perceived failings, there is so there's so many nuggets of wisdom to mine for. Mm-hmm. And and all you need is one to step forward on your path. One at, it's one foot at a time. Right. And I just. Um, Yeah, I
1: think that's so important to, to uncover that. Yeah. So, I mean, just think of how we came together, you know, how we, our lives have weaved together. Mm. We couldn't have forced or planned that. Like you came to that session when you were supposed to. The program yeah. that you decided to birth right before COVID shut the world down didn't happen. And then over that time, we were able to work together to help you to understand the birthing process around that, you know, and it's still, yeah. it's still growing and still forming.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah, so someone told me. Bad if someone told me five years ago, 10 years ago, you're going to be doing a womb healing meditation with this incredible woman who does energy work. I would have laughed in their faces, the scientist in me. <laughs> I would have laughed in their faces five years ago. Who, me? The child the like, teach you how to connect with your womb? Like <laughs> what? My womb's going to talk to me and this woman's going to like have an imaginary journey to help me do that? Like, right. But, yeah. It's so true. Like as they say, when a student is ready, the teacher appears. Mm.
1: And yeah, I they also I... say what you teach best is what you most need to learn. Mm. So I know that me teaching about the womb healing was yes. what I needed to learn because not having children, I never acknowledged that part of my body. So it wasn't when you had said, I know all the things I've read all the books, all of those things take place in your head. Right. Right. So when you took all of the things you knew in your head and you got into your womb, into your body, and you started listening from that full perspective, body, mind, spirit, I think that's body, mind, spirits become such a buzzword cliche thing, but that's really where that's really where all of the medicine and the magic is, is that alignment between those, those three aspects Mm -hmm. of self. So I, 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 yeah, five years ago, if you had told me I was going to be the womb chick, I would have left you right off the planet, too. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Aren't we such a surprise?
0: <laughs> yes. And that's the way life should be, right? Yes, full of surprises. It, full Keep of it surprising. exciting.
1: And let it flow. Just have yes. fun with it. Don't take it too seriously.
0: Oh, yes. Oh, oh, my heart is so full.
1: Mine, too.
0: On that note, I think we should probably wrap up. Is there anything that on this conversation that you'd like to to end with?
1: I just would really invite people to just put their hands on their heart and on their belly and just take some breaths and listen. Mm -hmm. And if you get uncomfortable, do it longer. Because I think when we get on, I know for me, I can speak to myself. When I first started doing this work, the minute I got uncomfortable, I found a distraction. And when you have unhealthy cells in your body that could potentially hurt you, the distractions are not options anymore. And when your healing becomes non-negotiable and when you will risk anything to heal is when you find that true, true peace. So I just encourage people to just explore whatever it is. For me, the entry was the womb. For you, it might be yoga. It might be running. But, you know, whatever gets you in your body where you can feel safe to stay there long enough for your body's wisdom to guide you and teach you, find that, you know, and reach out, you know, I'm, I'm here if you want some support, direction, or an ear to listen to. But I think just find the people who are going to help you find what works for you to get in your body. Mm.
0: Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. So, so much. Thank so you. before we sign off, I want to ask what um, you have alluded to your work through our conversation. Um, but I want to just um, invite you to to share to our listeners um, what soul gifts you are uh, sharing with the world at this Thank time you. and ways that people could reach out to you
1: or contact you if they feel so inspired. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank um, Well, I was traditionally trained in Reiki, so I have a real hard time labeling what I do, but I have a lot of wonderful things in my tool bag of Reiki, energy healing, hypnosis, the womb healing, guided imagery, meditation, and really how my sessions work now is we have a conversation, and then through that conversation, I pick up on your energy, I pick up on pieces of your story, and then I go into my toolbox, and I find the unique combination of things that will help to support you to find that ability to stay in your body and and remove some of those blocks that are keeping you from your creative expression. So it will look different for everybody. Um, I also do the Divine Masculine Feminine Balancing Sessions with Taylor Eastman, which are really powerful 30-minute sessions that we do working on you together. And when two bodies are working on one body, the biggest aura wins. So there's a a much more intense energy around those sessions. And we do those monthly at Two Feathers Healing Arts Center in Sandwich. And we also do them bi-monthly at New Awakenings in Kingston. You can read all of that on my website at RhiannonRising.com, and I think you'll probably put that in the show notes as well, Um, and just reach out. You can find all my contact information on the website there, and also through Two Feathers Healing Arts Center in Sandwich is um, where my office is at, and we have a lot of wonderful oftenings that are starting to birth there as COVID restrictions get a little bit lighter. So. Yeah. So I reach out. I would love, I just love to, I love to go on. I would say like my friend said, I'm Scooby-Doo on the mystery. Let's figure it out together.
0: Yes. And your work is so, so powerful. I cannot recommend it enough. If anyone Thank has you. any questions of, or need a uh, testimonial, I'd be happy to. <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: I appreciate that. <laughs> to
0: talk about your work or share your work. Um, so, all right. Awesome. And I will put all that information of how you can contact Cherie in the show notes. Um, I'm pretty sure I can figure out how to <laughs> We'll figure all, it I'm, out together. I'm new. Yes. I'm new to all this podcast stuff, but I'm, I'm learning as we go so but i have a lot of support that i can reach out to so and there's always google Yes. (laughs) (laughs) thank goodness for google and youtube right right (laughs) so all right awesome the one thing google and youtube can't do is your own work for you right Mm -hmm. right so on that note Thank you so much, Cherie. This has been amazing and incredible. And I can't thank you enough. And we'll have to
1: do this again sometime. I look forward to it. I love talking to you. (laughs) All
0: right, listeners, have a wonderful rest of your day. And I will see you soon. Oh my goodness, I don't know about you, but that conversation just left me feeling so full and comforted. I love Cherie's perspective on all of this. Um, some of the takeaways from me are, of course, her, her statement of, you are your life purpose. Oh, that was awesome and how I'm supposed to be a good human. Mm, So much there to unpack and and lean into. I'll be journaling on that one, I'm sure. Um, And I also loved how she reframed failing as an awareness and shares that it's really an experience that produces a result. Um, And lastly, uh, reminding us to honor all the feelings and just Let's all remain curious and see what can come from our journeys as we keep an open heart and open mind to see what we can learn with and grow from as we continue to take our steps on this precious planet. So for now, thank you so much for joining me today. I am so excited to have you here with this conversation with Cherie. Um, You can find her information in the show notes to connect with her. And you can also find some information to connect with me if you're interested as well. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful, wonderful, blessed rest of your day.